welcome to Big Black Girl, Small Kink World. I'm Nisi, your host. And I just played a little bit of Lizzo for you. Okay, that was her song, Worship. And I decided to do that because Lizzo is the inspiration for this episode. Um, this episode is called My Body Plus Kink. And I'm going to go into, you know, basically what got me started in this lifestyle, I guess, quote unquote. Um, and, and, you know, how I ventured into learning about myself this way, especially starting out feeling so insecure about my, about my body and about sex in general. And, you know, having grown up in a really religious family, not really having a good viewpoint on sex and health, like sexual health and all kinds of things, like having to learn those things myself. So yeah, I thought I'd, I thought I'd dive in. Uh, Lizzo is my inspiration because, well, I needed Lizzo <laughs> growing up. I think every, you know, fat black girl needed Lizzo, but I needed Lizzo growing up. And man, she is killing it. She's amazingly talented. She's got such a great attitude about life and herself. And most importantly, she posts so many naked photos of herself. I love it. And they're not, obviously, they're not like, um, they're more like lewds. I would consider it like, yes, she's naked, but you're not like seeing the the bits and pieces. Like you're, you're not seeing nipple. You're not seeing any of those things. But you know, she's obviously naked. Her hair is covering the important parts and things like that. But man, people, she gets all these types of reactions from just being her sexual self, you know, and, and herself is, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. And um, people seem to take a little bit of an offense to that whenever a, a fat woman is is unapologetically herself and unapologetically naked and, you know, feeling sexy and beautiful. For some reason, lots of people take offense to that and say things like, um, she's, uh, like they're, uh, promoting obesity and all kinds of weird things, which is really strange. Cause it's like, you know, you're allowed to love yourself and you're allowed to show that to the world. And honestly, everything on social media is a choice, right? you like, you don't have to follow, like, she doesn't have to post those things, but she wanted to, and you don't have to follow those things. You know, you could just un- unlike and unfollow and whatever, but People always have something to say. She recently posted these pictures in this little video of her crawling, just so sexily, you know, naked. Um, and it was just so cute. And, you know, of course, a lot of people had something to say. Um, the Breakfast Club is this very popular radio show in New York, if you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but The Breakfast Club did a little segment on it. And, of course, Charlemagne the God had things to say and whatever. Um Lizzo is a goddess naked queen and I love her and she's fantastic. And I want people, I want her to continue. Um, and I, you know, that kind of, that's how I got started basically in my kinkness, my kinkiness. Like, you know, I started out really having a lot of doubts about my body since for a very young age, I did not have a very supportive network of people telling me, you know, that I was valued for things other than my body and that, you know, my body, that I was beautiful or anything like that. I didn't have that in my life. My mother who raised me, I mean, I I also have a father, but they got divorced when I was very young. I'm the youngest of four kids. So I, I, my mother was very strict about 
what to feed me, you know, we, there was nights when I got, I was basically starved. Um, there was days that I didn't eat. I would starve myself at school because I got bullied and I didn't want people to see me eating. Like I had a lot of issues with my body and how, um, how, how I thought the world saw me. I think that those issues became very clear to me, like very, like glaringly clear. Cause like, you know, for a while, like when you're raised in it, then it's just, it's your life. You're not really, you don't see things being different or weird. You're just like, I guess I don't eat today or I'm not going to eat in the cafeteria. You know, like it's just regular day-to-day stuff. But when I, um, I went, I, I entered high school and I think my sophomore year, I think it was my sophomore year, like the summer between my sophomore and junior year, I took, um, I took, I took tennis, like I took a tennis camp. I was in a tennis camp and then I was like exercising with my mom, like for hours of the day. So I lost like 80 pounds and I had this whole new body and I was very young, but I could pick up on the fact that, you know, just a few months before I was literally nothing to anyone. Like nobody noticed me. I was basically nobody. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'd walk through the halls and I was just like, you know, just some fat girl, you know? And then, you know, the next summer I, or not the next summer, but like literally the next school year, I was slimmed down. I had a bunch of new, not really new clothes, but like I had a couple of new outfits because that was the only time my mom bought me clothes. Before that, I was just sharing clothes with my brother <laughs> because because that was one of the things my mom did to like encourage me to lose weight was that she wouldn't buy me clothes. So, you know, I had, I have two brothers and a sister and my sister's much older and much slimmer than me. So I wasn't able to wear her clothes for very long. Um, so yeah, I would share clothes with my brother. So the next year I was like, in my, you know, a whole, like a whole kind of different confidence and outfit and, and, you know, different kind of clothes and everybody noticed me and it was so uncomfortable. I was, I, I felt it depressed me so much because it was so obvious. Like, I didn't think I would notice it, you know, like I thought, you know, maybe some boys would notice me or whatever, but no, it was like everyone saw me and, like complimented me on my weight loss. It was just so uncomfortable because I feel like weight loss is, it's not, I guess it's not private, right? Like, cause people can see that you've made those changes, but like, Oh, it's just, it was just so much weirdness for me. So much unwanted attention, unwarranted attention, I guess. And, um, yeah, so I was, I had, you know, those body issues continued it, even though I lost the weight, my obviously I did it for reasons that were not of my own volition, right? Like I didn't really want, I didn't think there was, I I don't know. I didn't really want to lose weight. It was, it was sort of like, I I felt like I had to, to be accepted, you know? So in my mind, nothing really changed, right? It was just like my relationship with food was still really unhealthy and like all these different things. Right. So obviously I got depressed and I gained weight back because I don't know, I felt so uncomfortable and, uh, the issues with my parents and stuff like that didn't help. And then I was having issues with boys, obviously, because that's just what happens in high school. I was also getting bullied. You know, there was all types of things going on. And this put me in a constant state of, of needing validation where like, I just, I really wanted 
people to want me for me, like just for like, yes, my body and, and yes, my humor and like the other things that I use to deflect my discomfort with how I looked, but also just, just all of me, you know, together. And it was very tough for me to sort of find that in people. Um, fast forward to college and I'm still having the same kind of issues, still dealing with the same kind of stuff. And I actually had to drop out of college because um, there was a family emergency. A family member needed assistance being taken care of. And I was kind of the only one free, technically free enough to do it. So I, um, you know, that caused me to drop out of school and go take care of her. Uh, she was my great aunt and she had dementia and she had um, mild schizophrenia. So it was not only... Uh, very difficult because she couldn't remember things, but she also kind of got violent sometimes. So I basically stayed with her. It was like a 24 hour like nurse situation. So I was there with her for weeks at a time. I didn't really have a social life, wasn't able to really get out there and, and experience my youth. Like most people do. I did that for like five years. So it was like from the ages of like 19 to like, you know, 22 or 23, whatever that math is, because you know, I'm an, I'm an artist. I don't do math. Anyway. <laughs> um, so like, you know, during that time, I am um, in a desperate need to, to be social and to experience things, you know, whatever those may be. I am... Um, Started posting photos of myself on um, a little website. You guys might have heard of it now. It's called Reddit. <laughs> so this was like 10 years ago. And this was before Reddit blew up. This was for before Reddit versus Dig and like all this stuff, right? So it was a really cute little community. It was called Gone Wild. Not sure if you've heard of it. It's actually like super popular on Reddit now. But back then it was really just a small group of people who really just like, you know, these are real Redditors and they just wanted to show off their body and whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. I can do that. Like, you know, post a picture. Like, was I entirely comfortable? No, but I figured this is a good way to start. Um, one of my friends had posted a, a picture and he asked me, you know, he sent it to me. It was like a picture of his back tattoo or whatever. And he was like, is this a good picture? Like, do you think? I was like, sure, post it. And he posted it. He got like a great response. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is going to be great. I can do this. And, and, and maybe it'll help me, you know, figure out how people see me because, the way I saw myself and the way that I thought the world saw me were two different things. So I posted some pictures on Reddit and boy, that had a mixed response. Like, yes, there were some people who were applauding me and they were like, oh, this is a great, you know, this is great. This is exactly what I'm looking for. They weren't very, like, they were more lewd than they were nudes. I wasn't very comfortable showing like most of my body. I was very... Uh, self-conscious still. So I would show like maybe a little bit of cleavage. Most of me, like most of it was me clothed, you know, just like in maybe like sensual positions, you know, was it like anything? It's not like anything like, you know, those, those pictures are now on that site. So I got a lot of racist feedback. I got a lot of, you know, fat hate feedback. I got some positive feedback. And from that feedback, the positive feedback, I got invited to a chat room. 
And this little chat room was so cute. It was like 20 to 40 people, maybe. And it was like a masturbatory chat room, right? Everybody was getting a little randy at certain hours of the evening. But it was not the focus. The focus was, we're a little community. We're sex positive. We're body positive, And we're just going to talk to each other and hang out. Can't be mad at that. Um, so yeah, so I hung out there. I got to know people. I was still really uncomfortable on cam when I did get on cam. It was still just like either like my lips and my chin, maybe some cleavage. Like I was very careful about, you know, showing myself. Like obviously I'm also a child on the internet. Like I I wasn't a child then, but I, I grew up on the internet. So I was also worried about like, you know, getting, I don't, I don't, getting blackmailed, you know, all kinds of things that can happen because you just happen to have put too much information out there for the world to see. So lots of things, but mostly that I was definitely uncomfortable with my body and I didn't want people to see my whole body. I think it took, I don't know, I did, I was in that chat room for maybe like five solid years. Um, like, like every day, you know, like every day that I was at my great aunt's, basically, I was on the wet, like the campsite, you know, chatting with my friends and, and, uh, meeting people. Like I've met some of my best friends on this website. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think it took me like two years to actually sit up, (laughs) like to sit up on camp because I was really self-conscious about my shoulders. There like all these different things that now I don't give any fucks about but back then I was like so like it like the thought of like like because you know it's a chat room right so you know people can see you and they're messaging you and they're like oh hey show me this hey what are you doing what's this look like and I would break out into sweats like heavy sweats worried that like I would sit up and somebody would be like <laughs> like, like somebody would be like, oh, that's a fat bitch. Or, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, that's not what the chat room was about. But, you know, there was always, you know, somebody making some type of comment. And they would, of course, get silenced or removed from the chat room or whatever. But I wanted to avoid that so much. And it would it would make me so nervous to, um, to show these parts of my body. Because I just didn't want people to, like, judge me and call me out and call me fat and all kinds of things. So, so even that, like... That was my entrance into kink, and it still made me incredibly uncomfortable with my body. Like, I was still not uh, not reaching the place I needed to reach to grow and, and to get past those things. Having sex with people, like, like new people, oh my goodness, I was so nervous. I was always trying to show pictures of myself because I wanted everybody to understand that I was like that was a fat girl like I was not trying to catfish people because that was a huge thing on the you know because you're dating on the internet or whatever and catfishing was a huge thing so I oh man I (laughs) I would like over um just like over exaggerate how I looked so that when they saw me you know at least they were expecting it um that's mostly because of a few bad dates that I did have where, you know, I'm like, I think one guy was like, wow, you're bigger than I expected. Like he said that to me. He was like, wow, you're bigger than I expected. I've never been with somebody this big. And I was like, okay, that's helpful. And then he told me that he didn't want to touch anything other than my tits. And I was like, okay, yikes. You know, and as a polite lady, <laughs> I still got him off, but I definitely, you know, I still, I think I sucked him off or something and, and he left and I was like, man, that was shitty. So I messaged him and I was like, yeah, we're definitely not going to do that again because I should, you know, I should 
be hanging out with people who at least want to touch me also in a sexual way and make me come and all kinds of things. It should be mutually beneficial and neither of us should feel um like, you know, like turned like turned down, you know, from this sexual experience. So, you know, I, I as I started to experience things, I I started to learn about myself and I opened up more to the idea of there being men who did want to please me. Like, you know, venturing into, you know, the chat room showed me that there were men that were excited about my body, whether it was like they were fetishizing me or whether it was like they just they just enjoyed parts of me. There were still men who did want to spend time with me. So it wasn't like it wasn't like I wasn't getting any kind of validation right so it was like okay so you know and that was what I was chasing which uh, at this point my whole view my whole idea of what I need from these encounters and things like that has changed but starting out it was definitely validation um which I guess I'm a little ashamed of but you know what it's human I'm a human person we all make stupid decisions and choices as kids as people you know, I would say as kids because I started out you know very young trying you know trying to learn about myself this way and trying to to be comfortable with my body and, and things like that and you know it takes a lot of time to mature past needing validation right because you are who you are and uh, all you can do is be yourself and people the people who love you and care about you and want to be around you will come to you but it takes a lot of strength and time to really get to a point where you are your solid self right so so that took <laughs> took some time you know that that first that first conversation with that guy who told me that he'd never been with somebody so big that was the first time i really stood up for myself and decided you know what even though I I look like even though I'm not the standard of beauty in this country, I am still a person and I still deserve to be treated in a way that, you know, is beneficial for me. I'm still a woman. I still deserve to get to have orgasms, to have good sexual experiences. Like it took time to get there, but that was the first step. And I was like, OK, cool. So I, I turned him down because he did ask to see me again <laughs> because why wouldn't he right I, he he basically got out of there with the blow he got to come in somebody's mouth play with some big tits and he, he you know and then leave so of course he was like well when can i see you again and i was like literally never um <laughs> but yeah that's that's my first step was there and then i um i got a fet life um shortly after that and i started meeting you know i started looking at looking into fe- fetishes that i was interested in i learned about feeders which are people who um, enjoy dating and having sex with fat women, with fat women, so that they could feed them and like watch them eat and and <laughs> all kinds of weird things. I thought that was interesting, and I was like, you know, not really my thing. Like, do I like a little food and sex? Like, yeah, a little whipped cream here, a little chocolate there, for sure. But do I want somebody to like rub my belly while I eat a bucket of fried chicken? Mm, not really. <laughs> so. So I stepped away from, you know, from that, but like looking through my fetishes and trying to figure out what I liked. Um, and still I had pictures up, you know, but they were still very quaint, <laughs> you know, very like, here's a flash of cleavage here. And here's a little bit of my chin and, and a little cleavage in here in my lips, you know, like things like that. It wasn't until I met, um, one of my one of my friends, um, or at least we were friends, but it wasn't until I met him that I really started to branch out 
picture wise, he made me feel like so beautiful in so many different ways. And I think, I mean, it, it is a little bit upsetting to me that it took someone like, look, it took me looking through someone else's eyes for me to see myself as a beautiful person. Like, as a, like to look at my body and think, Oh, okay. These dimples are okay. Like these dimples are good. And yeah, my tits, my tits sag a little, but they're also big and heavy, you know, like, you know, loving my body for what it looks like. It really took him showing me how I looked to him. It was, it was a transcendent experience, really. Like there were times where he'd be talking and I would just like move slightly and he'd stop. He'd like pause in the middle of his sentence to, you know, to look at me and it, just things like that. Like it was just really great. And then of course he would take these amazing photos of me and I was like, well, damn, I do look good. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I can see myself. Okay. And then I started to take these bomb ass pictures of myself. Like I, you know, I started, I used my laptop. I used my, my devices, you know, I got these angles going and I was like, oh, okay. So I actually, I actually got it going on a little bit, you know? posted some photos, got all kinds of reactions. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. What haven't, what haven't I seen? And, and that led me to a whole different viewpoint. I actually, what I did then after my experiences on FetLife and stuff like that, and feeling confident in how people saw me, I started to look at myself. I started to stare at myself in the mirror. I would look at all different parts of my body and get comfortable with how I looked and how I felt. I I started to not give a shit about pictures. Like, I mean, like, not like pictures that I took, but you know how like um, pictures that other people take. I used to be so worried about being in pictures with other people because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to look so horrible. I'm going to look so big next to all these people. And after like looking at myself in the mirror and like looking at how I moved, stretching, um, trying on clothes, you know, cause clothes was also, clothes were a huge deal to me. Again, like I told you before I shared clothes with my brother while I was growing up, you know, I didn't really have, my mom didn't take me shopping. I didn't have, you know, the proper underwear, like all kinds of things. So I started to care more about my appearance. I started to carry myself better because my confidence started to grow in just how I felt about myself, not just how I thought I looked or how I thought other people saw me, but just how I looked at myself. And I started to, you know, take a little bit more pride and I started to, to bring myself together in a different, in a totally different way. I started to care about, you know, things matching and, and my, not really makeup. Cause I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't have the face for makeup. I sweat too much, you know, all kinds of weird shit. So I don't really like put makeup on, but I did start, you know, wearing lipstick. I didn't start wearing lipstick until I was like 25. Like I, I thought my lips were too big. I remember somebody, I think it was, I don't remember who it was in my family saying that my lips were, were like as big as a clown's lips. And the last thing I wanted to do was put lipstick on. Cause that was like, terrifying for me you know so I started wearing lipstick and I started like looking at myself differently and it it totally changed everything you know and it took the journey took so long the journey is 10 years in the making I guess that's not technically very long right if you think about it but and I'm sure it takes longer for some people it's all based off of your own like like your own timing and your own natural schedule how things go like you can't 
look at someone else and think I should be there because they are there. Um, You can't follow somebody else's footsteps when it comes to your own growth. And it took me 10 years to feel confident in myself, confident in the sex that I can have and the sex that I want, confident in the kind of men that I can approach or that I let approach me, you know, like this, all this kind of power, this feminine power that I have um, that I didn't think I had because of how I looked. So it took all this time. And at this age, I am just so excited and happy to have women like Lizzo and all the other, you know, Queen Latifah, obviously she's been around forever, but you know, all there's so many other like, you know, Monique and things like that. Adele, even though Adele lost a ton of weight recently, but she started out as a very big girl coming in talented, you know, lots of, of big women coming in and, and, and showing people that we're more than just fat, right? We're, we're more than that. And Lizzo is the pinnacle of that because not only is she like, I'm fat and I'm gorgeous and I'm here, but she's like, I'm sexy. I'm sexual. You know, I, I do, I'm naked. I, this is my body and all of its glory. And I, man, I don't know what I would have done if I had someone to look up to, even though obviously I don't believe that role, that role model should be made of celebrities because they're just people. They're just adults living their lives. But seeing somebody represented, representing me and my body type and, and all that, oh man, it would have been it would have changed my whole viewpoint, you know? So it's so great even now to see it and to feel confident in, in that the, the, the scene of beauty is changing and, you know, it's now becoming a good thing to look out and seeing a big girl taking care of herself and being happy and sexy and proud and like, and that's it. Do some people still hate? Absolutely. I'm sure I'll get tons of hate on this podcast, I'm sure I get hate on my pictures. I get hate everywhere. But it doesn't matter because how I view myself is worth more than gold. Like there's nothing anybody can take away from me at this point because I view myself a certain way. And that's so invaluable to me. And I'm so thankful for the people that have helped me along this journey. There's so many, you know, but it's just, it's just been it's been so great to enter the kink experience and be opened up to this world where they do accept you. They do accept everyone. You know, as as long as you're communicative and you're trustworthy and you're kind, then like, yeah, they accept all people of all different creeds and types. I mean, yeah, the kinks can get weird. (laughs) They really can. And we're going to dive into that. You know, the feeder kink is very strange, but it's not, but you know, I don't mean to, I'm not going to kink shame. You know, it's definitely, something people like and it's definitely an interesting look at bodies and anatomy and sexuality and food right so there's always types of there's always things that we can learn about ourselves and about each other and that's what I'm hoping we can do on this podcast so that's that was me just giving you a little a little taste of my life and my entrance into kink from you know, a very insecure place to now growing into a woman who feels confident in myself, not just in what I can bring to the table mentally and emotionally and, you know, and all the other things that I, that I can bring, but even physically, because for such a long time, I thought that wasn't, that wasn't a possibility for me. I thought, man, you know, 
I definitely, you know, if a man gets with me, if a man marries me, it's not going to be for my looks. I thought that forever. And, and now, you know, of course I look at myself and I'm like, girl, of course, of course men are interested. Of course, you know, of course you feel good. Of course you, you know, pull attention and all kinds of things. And it just, yeah, I, it's a whole different viewpoint. And I absolutely love myself and the progress that I've made. And I'm hoping that I can encourage other women who look like me and just women and other people in general to love themselves as well. Um, Because that's what it's all about, you know? I played that song, Worship Me, or it's called Worship at the beginning, um, because Lizzo is transcendent in that way. It's not all about, you know, the physicality of it. Like, yeah, you know... (laughs) recently I hooked up with somebody who said I looked like a fertility goddess and I was like, my God, that is a compliment. (laughs) I felt like, oh, Um, but yeah, that's kind of the whole, the whole deal is that, you know, humans are beautiful, all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, all types, all orientations, all genders, everything. We're beautiful. The way we look at each other and hold each other and, and can interact with each other is all beautiful. And I think we should just focus on the beauty and focus on the things that we can learn from each other. And that would make the world such just a much better place. So that, that is my second episode, you guys. I hope you're enjoying my viewpoints and my words and my voice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, tune in next time. Um, I do think my, my next episode will be, I've been doing a lot of research in the race play. So I'll be doing that next. And yeah, I hope to see you again. Stay safe. Have all the fun. See you next time. Nisi out. <laughs>